in this week's market update. Western markets continue to rally on hopes that inflation is peaking. The Fed points to slowing rate increases, but spreading protests hit sentiment in China. Well, the big market story throughout 2022 has been the relationship between inflation and interest rates, as prices have risen faster than expected, accelerating in particular in the wake of the ongoing Ukraine-related energy crisis, central banks have shown their determination to use monetary policy aggressively to bring inflation to heel. So, recent evidence that inflation may be close to peaking in the world's key economies is welcome news for investors. And it's this dynamic that has underpinned the latest counter-trend rally in stock markets, with the S&P 500 now about 13% above its recent low, some are daring to hope that the bottom for the 2022 bear market may now be in place. But first, inflation. With the recent 11.1% reading for UK inflation marking a 40-year high in the rate of price rises, it might seem premature to celebrate a peak. But evidence is mounting on several fronts that pressures are easing. Factory gate prices, shipping rates, commodity prices and inflation expectations are all starting to head in the right direction. And it's the nature of inflation that it can move quickly in both directions. Just as the inflation rate soared month after month in 2022, it's not unreasonable to think that it might move quickly in the other direction. Recently, the Bank of England said that it expected 11% to be the high point and its forecasts show inflation here falling not only to its target of 2%, but actually down to zero again within the next couple of years. Over in the US, the most recent inflation reading was lower than expected at 7.7% and it's expected to fall further from there. Globally, inflation hit a record 12.1% in October, according to Moody's, and that too is expected to be the high watermark. Inflation is falling in emerging as well as developed markets with positive moves in Brazil, for example. Here in Europe, factory gate prices fell by the largest month-on-month amount in October as key inputs like oil and gas have become cheaper. And it's not just about manufactured goods. Food inflation has fallen back sharply, Shipping rates are back to pre-pandemic levels. And finally, futures markets are no longer pointing to rising expectations for inflation in five years' time. That's a key indicator of the longer-term inflation picture. So the key question for investors is how quickly the rolling over in inflation starts to feed through into lower interest rate expectations. Here, there is considerable disagreement. Unsurprisingly, because it's many decades since central banks have been faced with this inflation-busting challenge. The world is very different from how it was in the early 1980s, and so we are, to an extent, in uncharted territory policy-wise. The Federal Reserve's minutes from its latest rate-setting meeting, published last week, just before the Thanksgiving break, pointed to a slowing in the pace of rate hikes, but not an immediate peak in their level. Currently at between three and three quarters and four percent, US rates are still expected to continue rising during the first half of next year to a high point of five percent or just a bit higher, perhaps by May. The question is then how quickly they start to fall back to what might be considered a more neutral level of, say, three to three and a half percent. This is important for stock markets because history suggests that recession related bear markets tend to bottom out pretty much at the time that interest rates peak. 
They don't wait for economic conditions to be obviously better in terms of falling unemployment, rising GDP growth rates or, or higher corporate earnings. But they do need a clear signal that interest rates are going no higher. The market narrative early next year could well be that the US, like Europe, is heading into recession and that expectations for corporate earnings are therefore a bit too high. The valuation reset that characterised 2022 may have run its course, but the other key driver of share prices, earnings, may have further downside. Stripping out still buoyant energy profits and the outlook for the rest of the market is for flat earnings. Even that tepid outcome may be too optimistic if history is any guide. A recent Goldman Sachs note on the 2023 outlook pointed out that historically earnings have fallen by around 13% during a recession. And if that were to happen, then it would not be unreasonable to expect a further leg down in the market's valuation multiple from its current level of around 17 times earnings to perhaps 14 or 15. So we're not out of the woods yet. But investors know that markets look through the current data to the horizon beyond. So as time goes by and the likely spring peak in interest rates approaches, it's becoming harder to justify positioning for another material downturn, with the risk that more cautious investors will get left behind by the subsequent rally. Last week's shortened pre-Thanksgiving trading week saw the S&P 500 nudge higher, including a half day's trading on Friday, the US benchmark added 1%. The bond market is also looking increasingly optimistic. The yield on the 10-year Treasury bond, which reached a high of 4.3% in October, is back down to 3.7%. Bond yields and prices move in opposite directions, so that reflects a decent rally in fixed income prices after a year in which they've followed shares lower. The situation in Western markets is uncertain, but at least the decisions investors have to take are quite simple and focused on just two or three key measures, inflation, interest rates and the outlook for earnings. Over in China, things look a bit more complicated in light of the unfolding protests about the government's ongoing zero Covid policy. Chinese share prices fell overnight with the Hang Seng China Enterprises Index declining by more than 4% in early trading before pulling back on those preliminary losses. On the mainland, the CSI 300 Index of shares in Shanghai and Shenzhen fell as much as 2.8% before also recovering somewhat to close 1.1% lower. Investors had moved back into the out-of-favoured Chinese stock market in recent weeks on reopening hopes but the recent protests, together with a fast-rising rate of COVID infections, has punctured that optimism. The latest events have escalated after a fire in the western province of Xinjiang apparently killed 10 people last week. Strict COVID restrictions are being blamed for hampering rescue efforts. Continuing efforts to eliminate COVID rather than vaccinate against it and live with an ongoing but manageable level of infections, as in much of the rest of the world, have led to a dramatic slowdown in economic growth in China and fueled growing unhappiness about draconian lockdowns and other restrictions. Here in the UK, the market under most pressure is not stocks or bonds, but housing in the wake of the sharp rise in mortgage rates that followed the disastrous mini-budget in September. Demand for housing, as measured by home buyers contacting agents about a specific home for sale, 
has fallen by 44% since the day of the mini-budget, according to Zoopla, the property portal. The housing market always suffers a lull in the run-up to Christmas, but the winter freeze has come early this year, with the sharp rise in mortgage rates during the post-budget bond market turmoil the likely culprit. Falling buyer demand has raised expectations that house prices, which soared during the pandemic, will fall significantly next year. The Office for Budget Responsibility has forecast a 9% drop in prices, which would mark a big turnaround from the 8% rise reported by Zoopla for the year to October. Please note that the value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up, so you may get back less than you invest. Investors should note that the views expressed may no longer be current and may have already been acted upon. This information is not a personal recommendation for any particular investment. If you are unsure about the suitability of an investment, you should speak to one of Fidelity's advisors or an authorised financial advisor of your choice. Overseas investments will be affected by movements in currency exchange rates and investments in emerging markets can be more volatile volatile than other more developed markets. Reference to the specific securities should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell these securities and is included for the purposes of illustration only. Tax treatment depends on individual circumstances and all tax rules may change in the future. Withdrawals from a pension product may not be possible until you reach age 55, 57 from 2028. This podcast may not be reproduced or circulated without prior permission. No statements or representations made in this podcast are legally binding on Fidelity or the recipient. This podcast is meant only for UK residents and does not constitute an offer or a solicitation in any jurisdiction in which it may be unlawful to make such an offer or solicitation.